0: Just waiting on my buddy Eric, and we will get started <clears throat> with this episode of the Head Cannon Podcast. Eric's a good friend of mine who I've known for a while, and actually reached out to me to do this right here. So I just sent out the link. It's been a long time since we've had a guest. We're just going to wait on him. He wants to talk a bit about time, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and finding time to be creative, especially in regards to parenting which I can appreciate as a parent myself. Hopefully, he'll get on soon and build a rock and roll. There he is, the man of the hour.
1: What's happening? How are you, sir? I am just fantastic.
0: So I've already kind of just gotten in the zone, gotten rocking and rolling. Yep. Um, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, what's, your, what's your vice, what's your passion, what's your creative outlet, if you will?
1: I got gotcha. So my name is Eric Ingram, and what drives me as far as being passionate is playing music, both creating and performing and what brings you here today
0: sir oh wait hold on well, right, I find... what are you what are you drinking
1: <laughs> i'm drinking a man's drink
0: dude okay <laughs> you're ready for this You, i uh i recently found out that i am gluten intolerant
1: oh you poor bastard
0: Oh, my God. So I had to give up the porters and the stouts yeah. and all that good stuff. So I got uh, hard cider. Okay. Kill me.
1: No, no, no. Hard cider is good stuff. In the fall. In the <laughs> fall. <that> is, <laughs> it's, it's all, all I right. want to drink in the fall. <laughs> all right. So what brings you on? Well, we've talked extensively about, you know, being creative, both in your chosen sphere as well as being you know musically inclined as well and i thought it was sort of serendipitous that we're doing this just before father's day and you and i both being fathers you know i thought this was i know that we're not the only two fathers that are struggling with our abilities to be creative but we're also we've also don't got it completely perfect either but I wanted to sort of talk about a couple of ideas that have kept things fresh and moving in, in my sphere as far as being able to record music and put it up on the, on the uh, internet so that other people can enjoy it too oh, while like still it. being not only a good father, a good husband, but being effective In those moments, because there's no possible way to do it all at once. You know, Mm. you can't, you can't be a father and a husband and a musician, or in your case, a cinematographer all at the same time, you have to pick and choose where and how and when you choose to do it. But I think the key is figuring out what is the most effective use of your time and how you get that product at the end of the day with that short amount of time
0: there's a lot to be said for the appropriate use of time yes uh you know it's uh it would be uh not super appropriate right to be trying to (laughs) play play the drums where your kids are running around your wife's going crazy and you're like hey keep it down i'm trying to keep tempo (laughs) right uh the
1: red light is on (laughs)
0: exactly um i actually i did this in my house um i had a red light bulb at the end of my hallway and whenever it was on it was like trying to do my thing you know but i have i have a teenager just one right so uh those lines of appropriateness are a little bit easier to draw but when you have little ones um you can only wear one hat at a time right right how do you uh deal with even just coming home after a long day like what do you do to decompress do you take a minute before going in the house do you, do you do the like quiet storm in the driveway you know
1: sometimes sometimes it takes a couple of minutes where i just have to collect myself you know um my 9 to 5 job allows me to you know be on the clock from the time the ignition is running until i shut it off when i pull back into the driveway so i get that long drive home where I can sort of let the day go and just get ready for whatever, whatever can come at me. You know, sometimes the kids are in an amazing mood. They think I'm their rock star and they make me feel that way sometimes, but other days, you know, it's just a madhouse. When I get home, the dishes aren't done, um, dinner needs to get prepared. And that's not, that's nothing to dig on my wife. Don't, don't get me wrong, but right. I got six kids. And yeah, yeah. some days are better than others for her as well. So that needs to be taken into account. Um, but most of the time, you know, it's the commute home is sufficient where I can just pop right out of the truck and, hey, babies, Papa's ready. You know, it's- I've,
0: I've been on the phone and heard this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it feels like is that is that kind of your modus operandi to come home, take take a quick second if it's been a long day, and then kind of come in, give your all. And just, like, shotgun that shit, you know, and give it to everybody.
1: Again, some days are better than others. But most days when I get home, whether I'm in a garbage mood or not, they just light up my world. Yeah, the the kids can't
0: know, right? The kids can't know.
1: No, no, I have to be fun dad as soon Mm -hmm. as I get home. You know, I cannot let them experience whatever hell I had to deal with during the day. That's not fair to them. They're, you know, they're all under the age of 10. So yeah. they don't understand what it is to adult as a verb.
0: Yeah. And they didn't ask to be here. Right. We brought them. here.
1: No, so. no, I brought them here. My sweat <laughs> held it down. <laughs>
0: uh, so, so what, how, how do you go about carving out that time? Because. I've, I've talked about it countless times here. I've talked about it countless times with you. Uh, that outlet, that passion can be a difference maker in, in self-care for sure. Oh, well, for uh, sure. Uh, and being able to carve that out is super important too. So how do you uh, obtain that?
1: Well, there's a number of facets that have to go into it. Number one, you have to be on the same page with your partner. Yeah, 100%. You know, um, My wife is a stay-at-home mom, so she gets to live with them the entire time. And a lot of times it just works out that I take half an hour to myself. Uh, After all the kids go to bed, I throw on my headphones and, you know, pull out an instrument and sort of go to town, trying to be as quiet as possible. And luckily, you know, with the digital age, as you're aware of with, you know, film and everything like that, it's the same in the music industry. You don't have to make any noise whatsoever except possibly a tap on a pad or you know whatever noise an electric guitar ends up making but sometimes um,
0: even uh, even just mouse clicks right
1: sometimes even just mouse clicks exactly but i think the biggest thing is making sure that your partner is on the same page you know um wavelength and the the, exactly you know (laughs) you, you can't just like i'm disappearing for half an hour or 45 minutes and you know she's left scrambling trying to figure out what the heck is going on and she's trying to put kids to bed and clean up from supper and so on and so forth that it very quickly can get out of hand and in the long run that damages not only the relationship but your quality of creativity and product when you do take that time
0: oh yeah yeah if you even if you settle in and you go, okay, cool. I got a half an hour that five minutes goes by and, and you got to go be dad again. All of a sudden, if you mm-hmm. interrupt that flow, a lot of times it's like, uh, uh, we'll try again tomorrow. You know, it's not even worth trying to get back into it. Uh, cause it doesn't work out. Right.
1: Well, that's just an interesting point. Um, you know, coming from a musical perspective, if I have an idea in my head, usually it just comes as a melody. Um, while I'm at work, I can pull out my cell phone and I can sort of hum it into a, uh, an audio note and I can get the idea and I can, you know, sort of, I can put some context to it, um, in that audio note, and you know, I I can just sort of forget about it and then come back to it later. Um, fire up the computer when I get home and, you know, put it to put it to the hard drive and, as I get time here and there and mix a little of this, mix a little of that, you know, put it together. Um, The thing to remember is that it's like a puzzle, you know, like a big thousand piece puzzle. It takes time. You have to do it little by little. And you have to make the most of that short period of time that you have. Even if you have, you know, two hours to work on a particular aspect of whatever it is that you do, you have to make the most of that time.
0: I remember when Ari was, was small, you know uh, those golden years of two to uh, man, six, it was a nightmare trying to do anything because nothing made sense. Like, you know, what's a schedule to a four-year-old, right? Like, no, you're fucked. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. And at that time in my life, the outlet was music. And it, it, man, after it it almost brings up a different point for me, because after being in several relationships where the partner wasn't on the same page, where I could be like, Hey, I just need to get downstairs and and really like work on this thing that I got in my head uh, and getting that look like, are you fucking kidding me? You know? uh, And, and back then we weren't talking about self-care. Right. You know, uh, What are we talking here? Like 2008, 2010, we weren't talking about self-care. So like, it was almost this thing where it's like, well, okay, you know, pull up your bootstraps and, and get back to dad and, cause that's what you're doing. Uh, and then not realizing until much later in life that you need to carve out these moments, whether or not that's taking a quick minute on your 15 or whatever to hum something along and be like, ah, yeah, cool. I'm going to lay that down the second I get a moment right? Um, For me, like working from home now, I thought was going to be the most tremendous of opportunities for creative freedom. And that's not always the case, right? Because it's that separation. It's that putting on and off of the hats, as you kind of were alluding to earlier. When you're at work, you're at work, you're there to do a thing, right? And separating and saying, well, no, I'm going to do this thing. forget it. Cause there's something on the back of the brain. So it doesn't always work out. Um, have you been able to, to kind of pursue things and, and move forward? You kind of mentioned that you're, you're putting some stuff online now. So you've been able yeah, to I've, carve out that time.
1: Yeah. I've, I mean, <laughs> granted having six children is a, a little bit of a daunting task, just being a dad, never mind being a passionate musician.
0: The good news is someday you could you could have a very large band
1: well that's just it you know um my my oldest we're working on piano albeit timidly and trepidatiously um my oldest son is also working on ukulele so um this is this is an avenue that i was not necessarily expecting although on the other side of the coin i was hoping that my kids would get interested in music Mm -hmm. um, I just i wasn't expecting necessarily these two instruments while a ukulele is not a guitar it's not very dissimilar no and piano
0: um, is very close
1: uh, well what, the thing with piano is although i am not a pianist i do read music and i know where middle c is so i can sort of figure my way out from there
0: yeah a middle c is a middle c
1: exactly exactly it doesn't matter what 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 piano you choose or what keyboard once you find middle c you're off to the races. So Mm -hmm. from there, it's literally just technique. But um, although it's not an effective mode for me to be creative, it's still tapping into the musical resources that I have and imparting as a teacher onto my children, which I didn't think was going to be as gratifying as it is.
0: Mm. You know, I actually hate the expression, those who cannot do teach. I hate that.
1: Cause in I a lot should. of cases you know for a fact that that's the truth.
0: Oh uh, yeah, but I've seen in a ton of cases that that's complete and utter bullshit too. Right. Like mm-hmm. uh I I can teach my children composition, uh framing, um color, you know, uh I can teach them how to create emotion within a still picture or within a moving picture. Um and I can do those things myself, right? Uh you can teach music and mm-hmm. you can play music, right? Uh I hate that fucking expression, especially when you have kids. Cause like one of the gratifying things you get to do with your children is introduce them to shit that you like and hope to God that it sticks.
1: (laughs) Well, I've been fortunate in that aspect. Every time I, you know, get a chance to drive with the kids in the car, um, you know, a a song that means a lot to me for a multitude of reasons will come on the radio and you crank it up to 11 Mm -hmm. and yeah. you safely as possible behind the wheel bang your head and so on and so forth. And you sing at the top of your lungs. And um, you know, sometimes it's a hit with the kids and sometimes it's not, but it's still a moment that you're having with them. Uh, They still smile to see me singing at the top of my lungs. Of course, unless I hit a wrong note.
0: (laughs) I think this is important too, right? That scratches this weird creative itch as well. Like it's super gratifying to me to watch ariana go through her playlist on her phone and be like i showed her that one that one that one that one right and be like she's listening to music that i've introduced her to which is the shit she won't pick up a camera to save her life right but she likes the 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 other creative shit that i've introduced her to um and she's gotten in like painting and stuff like that which is rad like hoping to god that your kids engage in some shit that you do Is a super gratifying thing as a dad or
1: i I would say i got a similar experience regarding exposing um my oldest she and i sat down Mm. a couple months ago and we watched an amazon documentary on pink Mm. and she has since Mm. absolutely fallen in love with pink's music um you know she'll tell alexa to play pink songs from time to time she has other stuff that she's into as well but you know she wasn't really digging the documentary until the part of the documentary where she's you know on uh, cables flying over the audience and she's doing acrobatic and gymnastic things and she, it really really resonated with her so yeah she's digging that. and you know, I'm, I'm if you're not super familiar with pink, she has a hard rock side to her. It's not just pop stuff. so it's it's scratching that itch for me, but it's also feeding her as well.
0: Yeah. greatest thing that that chick ever did was say, fuck this box that they're trying to put me in.
1: I oh, no, you're absolutely right. I didn't really pay too much attention to her until I heard just like a pill. and then I was like, ah, Team pink high five.
0: yeah, she's super talented, super fucking talented and and she wouldn't be where she's at if she didn't have that attitude of hers and just, you know, middle fingers to everybody and
1: doing her own thing. I'm doing what I want. I don't care what you think about it.
0: She's the original Taylor Swift. She made like three albums about her ex and (laughs) 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 made a career out of it. No. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge part of it is just being, When you don't have time, finding other ways to get it in, as it were, right? Just like sneak in those little creative moments. And and that can be like, hey, what do you think of this? Let me show you this. Check this out. Um, And I think that that is also like a really relevant thing when you can't go and get to the thing. Because then you're just wearing the dad hat, right? But like with just like a pinch of the creative hat. You know, and you're trying to get that thing in. So, like, my day is a lot like get up, do the work thing, try and sneak some shit in there throughout, you know. Uh, But the kid gets home. It hits five o'clock. It's dinner. It's family time. It's sitting down. It's, you know, resting the body for the next thing. So it's super difficult. And as you said, some days better than others, and you can get it in. But, like, I haven't even been doing this the podcast, just because at the end of the day, I'm like, fuck this, you know, and the kids going through, (laughs) she's going through some stuff too. So like, she's extra needy, you know, she had a, she had like her first bad breakup a couple of days ago, you know, and I remember being there. Well, Holy shit. This is what the end of the world looks like.
1: You know, exactly. There's no tomorrow after this.
0: And I feel for her, you know, Mm -hmm. she's, she's a ninth grader, man. This is the end of the fucking world so i get it uh so you know try just trying to spend time uh and and be present right be whoever she needs me to be in that moment and put my shit aside that's being Mm -hmm. a dad in a nutshell right so like how have you achieved balance what what do you think your secret to success is in achieving balance with six children
1: (laughs) well (laughs) i think the biggest point of success is being able to take constructive criticism and from the wife well not necessarily from the wife but from the kids as well you know Hmm. my my oldest is about to turn 10 and she's getting to the point where she's willing to assert herself even to her father Mm. Mm. and it you either have that moment where you snap to it or you don't and that doesn't mean that you're a shit father i mean it just takes practice You have to be able to recognize those moments and you have to grasp it and move through it.
0: It's hard not to get defensive in those moments.
1: Exactly. You have to take it that your child is telling you, I need you. I need you to be here for me. Yeah.
0: You got to hear it. Not you have to listen. You have to be receptive Mm -hmm. to what they're actually trying to tell you. Exactly. Um, I remember, I remember, you know, dad, I, I just wish you were around more you live here yeah but
1: you know oh right exactly yep so you and i (laughs) how we met working at the at the place that we first started Mm. um i don't know about you but for me some days were significantly harder than others oh my god to to wash your hands of at the end of the day
0: especially like we worked with Children, that's probably about as far as I'll go. We worked with children. So like coming home to take care of children, that separation was real.
1: Uh, And, you know, even a 40 minute drive home became not enough some days. I mean, we witnessed some of the greatest moments of transformation, but we also witnessed some of the hardest things that we've ever seen other people go through um and you know that commute just isn't enough and in a moment of truth it was part of the reason why I had to leave that job because I was not being an effective father I was not able to create that separation between my job and everything that it entailed and not impressing that on my kids yeah and it was also a toll on my wife too you know more days than not I'd get home and bitch about how yeah how terrible it is, you know. I'm I'm a very passionate person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. And sometimes it's hard to let those emotions go, especially when you want those students to succeed and be great, but despite all of your efforts and everybody else that you work with, they just don't want to.
0: Oh my god. I you know, so like we've established ours is a little bit older than your kids. Uh, But like, you know, at that point in time when we were working together, I was I was that weekend warrior dad. I had my kids on the weekends Mm -hmm. and dealing with a child in a similar age for two days a week when I was doing that for work for five days a week was incredibly taxing um, in a way that just wasn't fair to, to my kids at all.
1: I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: It's just like you're exhausted. You're beat, right? Like if your if your job, uh, what's that old adage, right? Like uh, um, mechanics have the worst cars,
1: (laughs) right? Right, Because they're spending all of their time on other people's cars. Their fault. Their theirs fall into neglect.
0: Right. The last thing you want to do at the end of the day is go home and do your fucking oil change, right? Like you just (laughs) did thirty. You know,
1: so the last God only knows what else. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: the last thing you want to do on the weekend when you're trying to rest your body or when you go home at the end of the day Mm -hmm. is take care of this fucking kid who is now complaining about God knows what. Right. Mm -hmm. After you just watch kids go through some crazy shit, like hard shit, like, you know, so and it's I remember there was a particular point where Ari was complaining about something and I was just like staring at her. Right. Total poker face, played it real cool, um, but thinking in the back of my head, like, do you really think that you have it bad? You know, and, and realizing later that night at home, like, it is beyond important for me to never press that upon her.
1: Right. Uh, you're, yeah. a, you're a 30-something-year-old man who has experienced life well beyond what she has. And- yeah. That's, that's something that I struggled with myself, especially during my first two, when they were, you know, when they were sort of coming up, I mean, all of my kids are still single digit, but you know, they're, their trivial problems of, I can't find this particular Lego piece. It's like, you want to tell them I don't give a shit. Yeah. But, fuck your Legos. <laughs> you know, if you knew the, the stuff that I've seen between You know four years in iraq and you know the the day that i just had with those badass kids
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know it, it it just you have to step away and say wait a second you're four yeah you don't understand anything that i'm thinking or what i've experienced all you care about in this moment is you find that lego so that you can complete your masterpiece
0: and as your father my job is to allow you to have these experiences for yourself, right. which is super difficult. But that's—I think—that's unique to that line of work as well. God knows why I've chose to continue to fucking do it. Um, it's not the fucking money. <laughs> I'll tell that's you that sure. it's that's not the goddamn sure. money. Uh, but I think, I think it's interesting. Like even while we were there, I'm—I'm I'm glad that you brought it up. Actually, like we brought creativity there as much as we could as often as we could. Like we wanted, yeah. you know, to inspire these, these young adults to be more, to to find something that they could be passionate about instead of the shit that they were passionate
1: about. <laughs> right? well, well, of course, I mean, it's, it, it might be hard to break the habit of being passionate about weed, but you know, showing them more specifically that the hat that you see me wear every day is not necessarily everything that I am, you mm. know, I mean, both of us started on the security team and, you know, you progressed one way and I went a slightly different variation, but, you know, they got to see us with a different hat on, you know, they got to see me play music from time to time, especially with, uh, with Sibs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, um, you know,
0: yeah, and you, I, re- I recorded music for them, right? And exactly, it was, yeah. It super interesting. It, and it, what's, what's more, I think, is that we started in the same place, two roads diverged in a wood, right? And still left for the same reasons. Fuck this, I got a family.
1: I mean, there was more to it than that, but that oh, was a yeah. major reason. Major, major reason. You know, I'm yeah. not willing to let, you know, my family, albeit smaller at that point, but, you know, I'm not willing to let my family fall for a job at the end of the day.
0: No, what's the, you know, I, everything in my life needs an analogy, a quote or a metaphor. So it's a, uh, I don't, I don't live to work. I work to live, Amen. you know, and that's, that's all of it. The biggest reason why I'm in the job now that I have is purely to work from home. I wouldn't do it otherwise. Hell no. Big hell no.
1: Funny you talk about, you know, working from home. It seems like, you know, going back to touching on creativity, it seems like a really good opportunity. It's like, all right, I may have a few minutes here, a few minutes there. I might be able to steal away from Mm -hmm. the dad hat or from the husband hat and, you know, focus on this one thing that's been in the back of my mind for who knows how long. Mm -hmm but you find very quickly that that's not always the case because it's not just stepping away from your child. It's stepping away from housework. It's stepping away from maintenance. It's stepping away from, you know, intimate time with your significant other.
0: It's stepping um, away from an emotional state, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't, I've never been able to leave a conversation with the kid and then just like pick up a camera and create something or go back <clears throat> to writing a script or that. No, it doesn't work. Like, you the best art in the world is created from emotion, right? You have to feel art. I, that's my very personal belief is like you have to feel art. This the whole reason I have the podcast is because I think mental and emotional health are directly connected to being a creative individual. If you're already talking to the people that you're most passionate about in life, your children or your wife or your partner or whatever, you're not going to jump from that to the other thing that you're passionate about. That's not those people, which is not going to happen.
1: You have to be able to experience those emotions and then convert it into art. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why you're seeing people like Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington and then, you know, reaching back, you know, further Everybody. generations, uh, Shannon Noon, um, Jimi Hendrix, all of these people that were exceptionally talented, exceptionally creative. They can't necessarily deal with the emotional input and transforming that into art. And it's a very, very sad thing, which is why I suppose I'm grateful that I did not end up becoming a professional musician.
0: Yeah, that's a road.
1: Right. I have much more of a buffer that insulates me from the art. Um, although it does force me to feel that emotion and that passion to a similar degree.
0: It's a, it's a tricky thing, right? Uh, I remember James Hetfield, right? The second he got sober and they made Saint Anger, I remember thinking like, oh, you should really pick up the Jack again. <laughs> this album's <laughs> fucking terrible you know uh because that tortured people make good fucking art right van gogh cut off his goddamn ear kurt cobain was a was a junkie barely making it through life you know what i mean um and and again i've referenced it before like you you just chris cornell chester bennington there's a direct mm-hmm. link to to high level art, especially when there's expectation put upon you. And, you know, if you're gone 280 days out of the year selling shows and, you know, people are showering you with love, what's that even like? What's it like to be away from your family? The only people that you want to see in the world, the only people you want to give love to, but have 30,000, 50,000 people screaming your name, showering you with affection and Every you, don't, you don't want any of it. Yeah, That's such a fucking
1: lonely place. It can be. I I can certainly imagine. I mean, I'm not immune to feeling that adoration. I've been a lifelong musician. I've played countless bars, clubs, even large venues opening up for pretty major acts. I've been fortunate in that way. But at a certain point, becoming a father specifically, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to say, you know what? My children are more important, and I'm going to have to take a couple of steps backwards from this passion. I'll feed it as often as I can, but I have to remember what my priorities are. Because, you know, even if you step aside from the passion aspect, you'll completely understand where I'm going with this. There's the legal aspect of it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not yeah. going to shed any light on your personal issues, but I certainly, I certainly. um don't want to go through something similar that you've gone through with regard to a significant other and all of that fallout. Um, oh yeah. I had to make that decision and you know, it's brought me closer to my wife, it's brought me closer to my children, um the ability to be more present when I am with them. And as a result, you put them first even when you're thinking about whatever it is you're passionate about, you know, my, like I said, my daughter is getting into music herself and sometimes I run ideas past her to see what she thinks because she's, you know, sort of coming into herself. She knows what she likes. She knows what she doesn't like. And I value her opinion just because she ser- she shares a lot of my DNA. And I know that she has the music bug. She has demonstrated it to me. So her opinion matters.
0: Mm. And she's your daughter. You can give her a taste of that creative collaboration right. and how, ha- and how infectious that is. Mm. Like we, we spoke on the loneliness and the adoration, but being in a room full of creative people that all want to make the fucking thing is also a high. I've never gotten from anything else. That's no, that's you're absolutely a, right. That's a thing that, that I would chase to the end of the earth. <laughs> um, so you mentioned priorities, right? So obviously your kids are at the top of that list, the wife, the family as a whole, where, where do you prioritize taking time for yourself to engage in those passions, that creativity?
1: It, it really depends. I mean, the dishes aren't going to wash themselves as any father knows, mm-hmm. or at least a father that's worth his salt. Um, you know, the grass needs to get cut. You know, there's, there's other things around the house that needs to get done. You, you Of course, everybody listening is going to understand. Uh, life happens. And, and doesn't wait. And it doesn't wait. That's, that's the most important thing. You know, if an emergency happens, obviously, you got to put the guitar down, you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, in a perfect world, you know, I'd be able to carve out An infinite amount of time to be able to work on this particular idea but at the same time and i'm sure you know this as well you get to a point where you don't feel like you're being productive you don't feel like you're being effective with what you're doing anymore so a break might be kind of necessary even if it is a a standard task that still needs to be done do you
0: think that having a family makes you more creative or impedes the creative process because it it forces those limitations. It forces those moments where you go, I got to make it count. And it also prevents you from just kind of bashing your head against the wall over and over and over and doing nothing with it.
1: Well, it's, it's a rather interesting topic being, you know, working with restrictions specifically, um, a number of times in order to, um, draw out creativity it it sometimes helps to take away some tools i couldn't agree more um you know obviously not being in the filmmaking world i don't i don't know what you'd be able to take away to to still be able to create effectively
0: well but, i'm not i'm not fucking michael bay <laughs> I well, can't. I can't just blow shit up, right?
1: Like, <laughs> right. You don't have multi-million dollars in your budget to be able to create your short films.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't have a hundred dollars in my budget to create short films. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's what your significant other and your kids are for. I've seen some of your films, and it's they are—they are, if nothing else, willing.
0: <laughs> they will all be talented by the time I'm done. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But um, from a music perspective, sometimes it's effective to just create for no other reason other than to create and be conducive to creativity, just to take something away. Um, For example, there's an exercise that I'll do from time to time where I will limit myself to one string on the guitar or. um, Makes you a bassist. (laughs) (laughs) you know that's a funny joke coming from the bassist i know (laughs) but in order to create um you know sort of a different way of thinking about it most guitar players think vertically instead of horizontally um and forcing yourself to go to different parts of the neck um you'd be surprised with what you can come up with i remember hearing in an interview shortly after godsmack's i stand alone um sully erna had said that that intro that he came up with was solely the experiment of how come nobody plays that high and it, it really resonated with me and i forced myself to you know, for example, just stick to one string and see what I can come up with as a musical idea. Obviously, you can transpose ideas to you know other keys um, for whatever endeavor you're suiting. But at least it gets you in the mind frame of okay, I have to work around this particular set of notes, or I have to be willing to move greater distance in order to get that particular melody line and it forces you into an uncomfortable situation and often that's where creativity lies
0: in those uncomfortable situations i i once asked my my cousin i believe i said what do you what do you do like when you feel like you've done it all and you've played it all and you just because all he ever did was just fucking play guitar constantly over and over and over and he goes oh dude i just grab a fucking capo It's just It was such a simple answer to a problem, right? Like Mm -hmm. I grab a capo and fucking figure it out. And that's rad. That's rad as shit. Um, What do you do when you can't, you know, paint anything else? You feel like you painted it all, right? Get rid of the color. Paint in shades of gray. Yeah. That's it, man. And and like with filmmaking, I I try to impose different limitations on things. So like I'll base a story around an object. How do I make the object the center of the story? Right. Or I'll say, like, how do I shoot 80% of the movie from this camera angle? Right. And just like self imposed restrictions just to breed creativity. And if, if for nothing else, uh, you fuck up and you go, oh shit, it's super interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you figure out something else the next time you have a minute,
1: which is cool. Or you, or you get a chance to analyze it and figure out, okay, what could I have done better, or you know, what could I have done differently to get the result that I was looking for. I mean, with when it comes to music, I hear everything in my head. Um, I can hear final songs in my head, but it's just a matter of being able to draw them out.
0: Now, do you do you record
1: a lot that you play, so you can kind of I, listen back? So the way I have my Studio setup is. Um, I turn my computer on if I know I'm going to have more than five minutes. You know, if I only have five minutes, I'm going to keep my um, my abilities sharp. I'll run through some scales or some finger exercises just to make sure that I keep my dexterity and my strength good and strong. But um, you know, if, if I know I'm going to have twenty minutes, half an hour, and the odd chance even longer. Uh, I'll fire the computer up. I'll um, I'll pull up a backing track just to get things warmed up and I'll, I'll record everything just in case um, an interesting melody line comes out of that improvisation. But um, no, not everything gets recorded. And, you know, there's been some times where I wish I, I had the ability to record what I had in my head, you know, obviously with technology, you get the burden of sometimes the battery dies. And unfortunately that's happened to me more than once where I've had an interesting idea that I wanted to commit to memory and I didn't have the ability to, and I lost it.
0: Mm. This brings up a rather interesting point, actually. So part of fatherhood uh, is obviously staying in line with the family budget, if you will. Oh, yeah. now, I suffer from gear acquisition syndrome. Who does? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got I got a serious problem, uh, <laughs> which I'm, I'm going to talk about here pretty soon, actually, on this podcast, because Emma recently had a bout of gear acquisition syndrome because she she she's a photographer. She does photos. And I was like, you know, why don't you step on up to some of those Canon mirrorless systems? Because it'll give me a reason to do it. Right. And she did. Uh, which sparked (laughs) me to go a little bit further and farther. And anyway, with with episodes of Gear Acquisition Syndrome, how do you balance out that while staying within the family budget? Do you kind of budget for gear? Do you even think about gear in that way? Or or do you just try, like, you got the secret credit card? (laughs) Like, what's the deal?
1: You know, I would love to be able to say that I was made of money and be able to get exactly what I wanted when I wanted. But I will say that I am a responsible partner. Uh, My wife handles most of the finances and, you know, simply because she's better than that than I am. So when I am pining for something, whether it is a definitive need, because, you know, obviously things break over time. Mm-hmm. or it's just you know i've snuck away to guitar center uh a time or two and sort of fallen in love with this guitar this pedal um yeah you know cursed. this, this drum you know whatever the case may be um uh, i'm fortunate that in my job i get you know uh, some bonuses from time to time nice you know they're kind of pittance but you know over time they sort of add up i've been able to squirrel that away and save it just for what i want without having to dip into the family budget Um, but unfortunately i did have a recent incident where for apparently no reason uh, a rather integral piece of gear that i use uh, on a day-to-day basis when i record failed on me and the replacement was about 400 dollars, and i just didn't have it so i had to dip into um I had to dip into the family budget in order to get what I needed. Um, but at the same time, responsibility kicks in. And I have been fortunate that those bonuses were able to replenish the family budget.
0: I do something almost similar. So I, I actually think that working for a company has tremendous uh, perks. You get like a free financial manager in your human resources person. I, my check gets deposited into four separate bank accounts. <laughs> there's an investment account. There's a film account. There's a savings account. There's my checking account. The investment account does automatic deposits into various stock funds and things like that. You know, uh, a bit of coin, which is working out so well for me right now, by
1: the way, crypto
0: is awesome. This yeah. fucking Christ.
1: Uh- <laughs> That's right. You being in crypto, you should know that. Uh, uh, it Dramatically in short order.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I've bought cameras off crypto, like just the money that I've made in in short bursts. And it's it's good um when it's good. It's bad when it's bad. Uh but I I you know I squirrel away 50 bucks a week or whatever. Small amount of money, just putting it in, putting it away. And then I look at it from time to time and I go, shit, I'm gonna buy a light. You know, and I get all excited because film people get excited about buying fucking lights because <laughs> uh, lights are important. There's nothing sexy about buying a light, but lights are important. Um, this guy that I listen to, Matty Hapoya, he's very big in the filmmaking scene. He, uh, he gives this awesome lesson. He's a family man as well. Um, but he goes, I remember buying a camera that cost more than my car. And it, the camera was doing more for me at that time than the car. And that can be relevant to people that are non-professionals as well. Because buying that piece of gear that enables you to take that half an hour every couple of days saves you know, the entire family from feeling the wrath of angry dad. <laughs> and, and I think that that's super fucking relevant. Um, I just know... Myself, uh, I watch a camera announcement, dude, and I'm like, mm, do <laughs> I want that fucking camera so bad. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're all eating fucking ramen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard. It's hard. And I, I, you know, I don't know if you ever get that way. Uh, because the music, the music industry changes what, every couple of hours.
1: It's just like everything else. Trends change all the time. The good thing for me is at this point in my musical life, I've been playing for 30 years. Mm. Um, I know what I like. Yeah. I don't know. like. Exactly. Oh, so it, it, of course, you know, the new shiny, whatever it is comes out and it's like, Ooh, that's tempting. Yeah. But you know, uh, more often than not, I've been disappointed with what they peddle out as far as manufactured goods. Um, my favorite guitar that I've been playing for you know close to twenty five years now is older than I am, mm. and I was I was able to get it on the cheap. I was teaching um, teaching music on the side, and one of my students who was incidentally older than me. Um, he came across this guitar had no use for it and in lieu of paying me the 35 dollars for the half an hour he said hey do you want this guitar Shit. And, um it, it it just it played beautifully it sounds beautiful every time i pick it up it's 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 exactly what i expect it to be it's exactly what i need it to be and it, it's that piece of gear that i will never ever get rid of regardless of you know what happens in this life
0: and is it is it more sentimental or is it just like no this is
1: my favorite fucking guitar well i mean there is a certain sentimental value to it i mean if if i were to put it up on the market today it would probably fetch somewhere between 25 and three thousand dollars it's not bad you know and that's just because of its age it it it, inherently it, it means more to me than that just because i have probably thousands of hours playing this guitar so it has become sentimental in that aspect but it's sort of the benchmark when i pick up another guitar does it feel like my number one does it sound like my number one and if it doesn't what do i like what do i compare it to um can i justify it whether it be financial need or is this something that i need to be conducive for creativity purposes. Mm. And most of the time I can say no, because, you know, in the digital world, there's so much that you can do. You'll know this with an equalizer. Mm -hmm. And although it doesn't change necessarily the feel for, you know, tactile purposes, the end product, you can drastically change what it is you're working with.
0: I've touched on this before because the same is true for film. Uh, I really like these, what we call black ProMist filters. They're diffusion filters. They bloom your highlights. They give you a nice smooth gradient between your highlights and your midtones. Uh, it's, it's very emulative of what we used to see in the film days, where there was that blooming around lights and things. Mm. Uh, a, hal- a halation, right? These filters are $100 a whack just a piece of glass that threads on the front of your lens, right? What the hell? I can do it in post with a couple of clicks, but you know what? Using the filter speeds up the workflow because I don't have to do it in post. And it looks better, right? Always. And it's consistent, always. And I've been using them for so long that I know what to expect when I use it. So I know what I'm getting. And it's all about... What allows me to be creative in those moments and not slow down to think? How can I just do? Yep. And that's, if we could just solve that problem, that's that's the fun part about playing an acoustic guitar at a campfire, right? There's no fucking thinking about it.
1: There's also no editing. There's no effects that you can add on to it. You mm-hmm. know, whether you're looking at, from a cinematic perspective, or you're looking at it from a musical perspective. It is that player in that moment, sharing it with those people around that campfire. And there's nothing you can do to change that.
0: This is your moment. And it's ending one minute at a time, right? You're absolutely right. My favorite camera to use. Now I got, I got a $5,500 camera sitting right there. Right. With a $2,500 lens on it and a hundred dollar goddamn filter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, With memory cards that cost $250 a pop. And there's two of (laughs) them. Like it's fucking ridiculous. My favorite camera to use right now is a Stills camera. It's an instant camera. Cost me $200. You take the picture, you flip the lever, it prints the picture out like a goddamn Polaroid. You fuck it up, too bad. You're not editing the photo. You get what you get. And I fucking love the thing. There's no changing the lens. No, you got a 28 millimeter. That's it. Super wide. That's it. And I fucking love that thing. If it's those restrictions to bring it back, mm-hmm. right? And it's also, this is it. You snap the photo. You print the fucking picture. Mm. You get what you get. This is your moment. It's a beautiful thing. When you have seconds, measurable seconds to be creative, it's things like that, where it's like, fuck the setup. Fuck, fuck the post. I'm just going to make something right now, feel good about it, be with it, hang out with it, and move on. For me, oftentimes... that's what I've had to be doing lately. I've had to resort to like still photography. Do you have these moments where you feel
1: like you just resort to like a quick jam and call it a day? Yeah, sometimes Um, I've been known to, if I have the ability to, you know, with the constraints of being a family man, Mm. um, sometimes I'll grab an acoustic guitar and I'll go out and sit on the lawn on the, on the kid's swing set. And I'll just, sometimes belted out Um, and that that's conducive to creativity, not being, you know, sort of hunched over a keyboard in front of a screen, trying to fix this, fix that. You have to work it out like a live musician. Um, I'm reminded of, you know, the beginnings of U2, You know, today with the abilities of computers, you can edit anything you want. You don't have to necessarily input very much. And as music goes, the Edge doesn't exactly have the most magnificent parts. It's what he adds to them. But if you go back to the beginnings of U2, it was the Edge with a guitar plugged into a single delay pedal into an amplifier. Mm -hmm. And you know those first three or four albums that's literally all you got and shitty print it wasn't right right it was basically what was the industry standard at the time which i mean to some degree today is still good gear but unless you're going for that nostalgia factor that analog gear is very much antiquated but you're going to get that sound for what you're going for but As far as being restrictive, he was able to coax out some of the most recognizable music out of just those three things and being forced to work within their restraints. Do what you can with what you have access to.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. Sometimes those forced limitations look like that. Like I'm on Reddit a lot, and and kids will be like, oh, what camera do I buy? Fuck you, what kind of phone you got? go go get five of your fucking friends dude
1: yeah if you have an iphone of recent generation or even you know basically any smartphone at this point you can create masterpieces and people are creating masterpieces with them
0: yeah dude and and you know what like people are chasing down gear left and right like i want the newest the best i want to shoot 8k i want to play Uh, music and record it to 32-bit float. Fuck you. Because you know what people are really chasing is two bands. And people are chasing down vintage lenses and 16-millimeter cameras. Like, we're going, we're trying to go backwards, which is so funny, right? Like, you can watch Star Wars Rogue One. There's fucking film grain in it. Mm -hmm. Stop it. Why is there film grain, right? There's fucking film grain in it. Because they want to create that look. They want to come back. They want to bring it back. They want to make you feel nostalgic for Star Wars. And there's nothing right. more powerful than nostalgia because it has to be authentic.
1: Shit, dude. Even though most, even though most people that are watching Star Wars today um, were not alive in the 70s to see episode four when it was originally released. But you're absolutely right. It does have a look. It does have a feel. They and still use it, those wipes, the transitions. The, the old school state of the art at the time swipes. Yep.
0: Yeah. The shitty transitions. I, dude, Dune. Dune was transferred to film and back to digital to get that look. Right? So we're chasing down the older shit. I got this lens that I'm holding here. See this? This yep. is like a $16 pinhole lens, piece of shit, all plastic, right? Renders some of the most beautiful images I've ever seen because I'm shooting in 4k, 6k and no one wants to see their face in 6k. Like I'm looking at your fucking pores. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, soften that shit up. So I look sexy as fuck, <laughs> right? <laughs> So this is a whole thing. This is, I I think we push and we push and we push so far that we actually miss what we had. You know, I agree. And that's, I think that's going to be, that's probably a a different topic for a different time, but I, it, it all harkens back to stop chasing the new hotness and just work on what you got. Otherwise you end up being a mechanic with a really shitty car. Put the work Work. into what you got, (laughs) right? And, I, you know, the same goes for family. You know, be present. Be there. Do your thing. Wear one hat at a time. Don't try and cram all your shit into one thing, right? Work with what you got.
1: And more importantly, know your priorities and make sure your priorities are in the right order. Because if those fall apart, you're going to have everything fall apart. You know, if you piss off the misses. That, that is a, a never-ending spiral that I know that you're all too familiar with. Mm-hmm. If you pick off you know, too many times your kids, they're, they're not going to trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to be willing to share those wonderful life's moments. And all you'll be left with is your passion. And I can't really say anything to that because I've never been unfortunate enough to just have my passion. But I can imagine... Just like Cornell, it's probably a pretty lonely place.
0: If art imitates life and you don't have much to live for,
1: you're not going to have very good art. You nailed it. You know,
0: one of the one of the things that I really wanted to ask you here, I know we're probably running pretty short on time. Uh, but for me, the pipe dream, the end goal is the entrepreneurship the creating multiple revenue streams through art in order to sustain a life where I can be home and I can be present and I can do things on my own terms. Uh, I can work on my own terms and be creative at the same time. Have you ever given that any thought in the position that you've been in?
1: I mean, in today's age of... YouTube and Rumble and BitShoot and Distrocord and you know easier than ever. You know it's it's so easy just to upload. I mean, like I said, I only have a SoundCloud. That's all I'm willing to put the effort into right now, just because having a a profitable YouTube channel, for example, it it, re- it requires an amazing amount of time and focus and willpower that. It's just not a high enough priority for me preaching Um, to the choir yeah i just it's not something that at this point in my life i'm willing to endeavor for and risk losing the things that have a higher priority to me
0: i think there's a way right so like i've i've been it's, it's hitting a fever pitch behind the scenes, you know? Um, I've gotten a taste of it here working from home where I'm like, ooh, this could really be it. This could be the life, you know what I mean? And uh, just dealing with other people's problems. I'm still in that line of work where I'm, I'm going in every day and, de- and dealing with other people's problems, and I don't want to do that anymore, right? I want to deal with my shit and my family's shit. I want to take care of my own goddamn house. I want to be a mechanic with a good fucking car. <laughs> and 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 that's it. That's all I want out of life is I want to take care of mine, you know? And <clears throat> fuck yeah, there's a million ways to do that shit. Like, YouTube is great, AdSense is great, Amazon affiliates are great, brand deals are great, stock footage is great, the podcast could be great. Like being able to do that, but then you look at it and you go, Well, that's fucking 65 hours a week. Like I might as well fucking go to work. Guaranteed paycheck, time off, vacation, shit, 401k. What the fuck am I doing? Right? Insurance. Good God. You want to talk about fatherhood, insurance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ain't
0: that the truth? <laughs> Good God. Although, politics aside, for now, we both live in Massachusetts, we just quit our jobs, be deadbeats, feed our family, and have insurance. We're right. fine. Good God. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's a way I think there's a way to strike balance. And I think the longer this pandemic goes on and I, fuck me if it's not still happening, I don't give a shit what anyone says we're heading for a recession and we're going back into the pandemic and we're never leaving. <laughs> it's crazy out here right now. I just got over COVID like four weeks ago. It was hell. Um, and and goddamn it, if it's not June, and I got COVID, like everyone I know getting COVID, it's goddamn summertime. It's not supposed to happen, right? Yeah. But I think the longer this goes on, the more opportunities creative folks get to do their thing on their own terms and make a living doing it. I don't think there's any excuse in the world that people with as much talent as yourself should be subjected to nine to five.
1: Well, I mean, not in this, not in this. For, right, but for reasons you already explained, you know, um, my family history is, you know, a, a little tattered. It's not exactly perfect. Um, my health and my children's health requires the assistance of employer funded insurance, so I'm, I'm I'm sort of a slave to that. But if I'm being honest. Even as a veteran of the United States Armed Forces, I don't have the discipline that is required to hammer away for a YouTube channel. It's a lot. You know. Th- you got to be a hell of a self-starter. and that's not, that's not necessarily the issue. Self-starting is not the issue. Um, it's maintaining that consistent burn that I have Mm. noticed is the hardest thing. You know, it's so easy to get burnt out on what you're doing, even if it is something that you're, you're passionate about that you believe in.
0: And I did, I did three videos a week for almost a year and a half. I fucking, I hear you. I hear you. Um, No, cool. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I think there's pros and cons to both. I think finding a balance on your own where you can work and have the family and still follow the passions. You're doing it. You're living proof that it can be done, which is fantastic because I think that gives a lot of hope to the folks that are listening. Which is fantastic.
1: That brings up an interesting point: is what is your definition of success? You know, as far as being a musician, no, no. I, I would love to be. You know at a minimum you know playing in a band you know a couple of times a month getting up in front of a crowd that Mm. would be pretty bestful if not more than that you know that being my primary income source but you know as time has gone on and through the choices that i have made deciding that a family is more important to me just being able to occasionally pick it up and create some music that I can share with people that's not necessarily time dependent. Like, you know, Friday night at 9 PM, for example, um, it's, it's enough for the time. I know that I'm not going to be the father of small children forever. There will come a time where I'm able to get up and entertain a live crowd again. That's, that's not lost on me, but I'll be damned if I can't, be chopping at the bit to try to get to that point again.
0: That hunger is the most important thing to keep. That's it. That's that passion. That's that fire. That's what we need to make it to the next part. Right. Look at Sibs. We mentioned Sibs earlier. Yep. Look at Sibs playing, playing concerts for an auditorium full of kids that he's responsible for
1: that he loves and he loves
0: belting out belting out fucking comfortably numb at the top of his (laughs) lungs. Like it's the last day on earth. Good for him. So, I mean, what we got about five minutes here. So like, if you could wrap up like your message, like if you had to just reach the masses and say one thing to all the other family men out there, or, or the just parents in general out there struggling with, being creative, and finding balance
1: amongst the family dynamic, what would that be? Prioritize your hats. Mm. I I mean, we expanded many times on that concept, but you have to prioritize your hats. Your children will always be your children. Your significant other will hopefully always be your significant other. But, you know, that passion that you can't necessarily share with them Or with other people, it's yours and yours alone. You have to prioritize that and make sure you understand what the cost is to that particular priority. Pros and cons.
0: Self care versus self care umbrella over everybody, right? Right. When and when not to be selfish.
1: You have to remember that. In my particular case, like I said before, my kids think that I'm a rock star and they treat me as such when I get home from work. Um that has to be enough in that moment and being able to harness that feeling and apply it to your creativity is probably paramount as far as keeping your passion alive.
0: It's very well said. Do you want to shout out the SoundCloud? You want to
1: tell people where they can check out your music is it public it's public um just search my name eric ingram under soundcloud and you'll find me i'll uh, i'll put a
0: a little note in the description of the podcast that we have here but thank you sir i very much appreciate it this has been oh. fucking fantastic catching up with you i'm glad that we got to do it here
1: the pleasure was all mine jared